Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Hi, welcome to a bonus episode of Tell Me It's Gonna Be Okay. Amelia Lester, my co-host, is on holidays. I'm Mia Friedman and I just couldn't get through the next few weeks without checking in because it's been a pretty intense little time in Trump world. It all began, as I'm sure you know, if you're listening to this podcast, with a tweet storm late last week where Donald Trump at 9am on a working morning, I think it was a Thursday morning, tweeted, I heard poorly rated Morning Joe speaks badly of me, don't watch anymore, then how come low IQ crazy Mika, along with Psycho Joe, came to Mar-a-Lago three nights in a row around New Year's Eve and insisted on joining me. She was bleeding badly from a facelift. I said no. Okay, to translate that, imagine two people who happen to be engaged, a man and a woman, Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, uh, they host a morning show where they, you know, talk about the news. Joe Scarborough used to be a supporter of Donald Trump throughout the campaign, but when he became president, um, they sort of started being more critical of him and they have been quite openly critical of him, as have many people, for quite some time now. So most people in America would not know who they are. They're not like Lisa and Carl or Koshi and Sam. They're like, you know, two people who are hosting the morning show on Sky News. So, of course, that caused a huge outcry because what a revolting thing to say. Uh, it, it caused a huge amount of commentary about how he talks about women. Photos were tweeted of, of Mika Brzezinski on that night looking perfectly normal with a perfectly normal face. And then this morning, it's Monday, uh, Australian time, and I always feel like we have to time code the recordings of these podcasts because the minute we record them, five more appalling things happen. So it's Monday morning and we woke up to the video that Donald Trump had tweeted. It's the 4th of July weekend in America. It's a, a video that was, was on Reddit uh, uh, from when he was in a, an episode of the re- wrestling and he's punching someone in the head and they've superimposed a CNN logo on this person's face. So it looks like Donald Trump's punching CNN in the head. He then reposted that video, hashtag fraud news CNN, hashtag FNN. He's trying to start a new hashtag because that's what you do when you're the president of the United States. So look, I'm reading a book at the moment called No Is Not Enough by Naomi Klein, who is the uh, author of the very famous book No Logo. But part of what she talks about is the effect of wrestling and the wrestling mania culture on Donald Trump, on his campaign, on his brand, on his rise, on his ideology, on the way he talks, the way he tweets. And I thought the most perfect person I could call to ask about this is a wrestling fan, Paul Murray. He's the host of 
um, Paul Murray Live, which is a nightly show on Sky News that goes from 9 till 11, five um, nights a week. And he is someone who supported Trump in the past. And so I thought he would be a perfect person to check in with while Amelia was away and just get a bit of a read on the whole wrestling thing, on these latest tweet storms, on how he's feeling about a president who seems sickly obsessed with demeaning women based on their appearance in the most vile and twisted way. So I thought I'd give Paul a call. Hello. Hello, my love. I couldn't think of anyone better to speak to than you. I've been wanting to check in with you for a little while because I checked in with you for my Burst the Bubble series after Trump won. And that was, what, six, seven horrendous months ago. And we we haven't really talked about it since. And the other reason I was very keen to talk to you this week is that with the, the CNN wrestling video that he's just put out and a book that I've been reading by Naomi Klein about Trump where she talks about the influence wrestling has had on the way he conducts himself. You are a man who knows a lot about wrestling, Paul Murray, am I right? Yeah, look, it's my ridiculous, silly, brainless thing that I have followed since I was a kid and I remain to this day. And you know what? Of all of the books and all of the psychoanalysis of Trump, um, the connection to pro wrestling is probably the most important one people need to understand. Because I've got to say, part of why uh, he seemed possible to me as a candidate was because I'd been exposed to him through the wrestling world. And there's this entire subculture of tens of millions of people, certainly in America, but around the world, that are, that are well-versed in all of this. And, and he was, yeah, he's no, he's no mystery to that world. But, um, you know, the fascinating thing about, and we'll get into it in a second, but, you know, the, the lessons he's learned from, uh, from wrestling, absolutely, he used in the campaign. I thought he would have dropped by the time he became president, but no, he's still, uh, he's still tweeting about facelifts. Well, first of all, there's no shame in loving wrestling. This is a judgment-free zone. <laughs> and I used to love, I'll, be, I'll have you know, I used to love wrestling. I watched Hulk Hogan. I used to love Andre the Giant. I loved watching wrestling when I was a kid. I think I was a teenager. Sorry, just a little bit of judgment, just a tiny bit. But before we get to that, you were a supporter of Trump through the campaign and you were not a fan of Hillary and you were happy that he won. Genuine question, and I'm not trying to bait you. Six months, seven months later, how how are you feeling about him in general and the presidency? Uh, look, uh, you know, if he was a toy, I wouldn't take him back to the store and demand a refund. But I probably wouldn't be playing with it as much as, as I was on Christmas Day. Um, <laughs> you know, that's the best way to put it. I, I still have hope in the possibilities of a Trump presidency, one that's a little closer to a libertarian ideal, one that's a little closer to less government, lower taxes, get out of the way, you know, better for business investment, all that sort of boring stuff. Um I really thought that once he had won, that the enormity of the new car smell would have meant that he would have stopped the campaign. I mean, there is a moment in everyone's life where you would think that they realise, well, I won, you know, forever, every child that will ever be born in this country has to learn my name. I am the president. So there's, you would think that's the moment where you overcome your pettiness. But, the, you know, the, the, the problem that he's still involved in petty disputes and and rachel maddow who uh, i'm sure is an idol of yours at the moment um 
She did a great editorial the other night saying she wouldn't fall for the Mika Brzezinski tweet about uh, facelifts because he deliberately does this to change the subject. Normal politicians have an array of choices when it comes to distracting and changing the subject. Depends on the politician, depends on the subject matter, but bottom line is basically you need to do something or say something that seems more interesting to people, that seems more interesting to the media than whatever it is you didn't want to talk about in the first place. What our new president does is different. What our new president does is really a special twist on that tradition. There is a special ingredient that he is willing to cook with that nobody else is. And that is that he deliberately tries not just to distract, but to offend. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about that because um, you're someone that I've known for many years and someone that I know to be a champion of women, a feminist, someone who is is very much about about tolerance, but particularly about respect for women. You're a f- the father of a daughter, but even before you were, you've always been hugely respectful of women um, and championed women. How do you feel in, in terms of how he's behaved, particularly this recent few days where the yeah. way he's attacked Mika Brzezinski is just, it's unhinged, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Look, I mean, this is the thing. I, I, again, I can, you know, I can still support the general broad idea without mm. ticking off on the, yeah. you know, the, the, can the, you the, the smell of bacon. Can the you smell though? of bacon from some of his pinky stuff. Well, I mean, what can you do? I mean, you, you, you can't mm. impeach him for being an asshole. Um, Finally. So but yeah. I think that the truth is that Trump doesn't know how to argue with women. Not that mm. there's a particularly different way to do it. So he only insults. And he thinks that, you know, way to argue with a woman is to say something personal because then she'll lose her shit and she'll run away. So well, particularly attack her and demean her physically because that's his currency yeah. for women, right? Yeah, because the hope is that, because the hope is that, um, well, then they shut up and they go away because they can't deal with thousands of people screaming at them on Twitter. Mm. The difference and the stupidity that Trump never understands is, you know, there's great safety in numbers, particularly of women who don't like Trump. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of people you can lean on for support and the way Brzezinski has played this. And look, they're all playing it for ego and attention too. But, um, yeah, but hang on a second. I, I, she, didn't, she didn't ask for this. Like, he's the president and she's a cable TV host and far from knowing who these people are, I reckon fa- people listening to this podcast before this week wouldn't have had a clue. I mean, she's not, you know, Barbara Walters or Tom Brokaw or, yeah, yeah. or, a, or, a, or, you know, Matt Lauer. I mean, she is a, a, as Anderson Cooper on CNN put it, it's not even premium cable. It's basic cable. It's not even <laughs> in any way fancy. Um so, you know, the the fact that he would go up, like all I'm saying is as a Trump supporter, do you just go, right, I'm just going to swallow that and I'm just going to say it's repugnant but still it's better than Hillary? Look, I, I can't pretend I don't struggle with that concept yeah. about how many sins can one commit before, yeah. you know, the, the original sin. And this was sort of Bill Maher and people should go on YouTube this and, he did this great editorial a few weeks ago where he basically was ripping lefties who said that Trump was the lesser of two evils because she was a neocon and all this mm. stuff. And he just listed all of the stupid things that Trump's done in his mind and said, is, she, is, is, is he still worse than Hillary? And look, you know, it's Do you think he's doing a good job, though? Like, what, what has he done? All this stuff about he tweets to change the subject, 
maybe he could actually be doing his job as well. That's the other problem. Do you think he even wants to be president or he just wants to keep campaigning? I think he loves campaigning. Mm. I think he – like, this is the thing. I mean, you know, when when you make a judgment before an election, you have to go, okay, well, I know that's bullshit, but I hope this bit isn't. Like, regardless of whoever the candidate is, right? And in the case of Trump, you've gone, okay – He's new to the whole business of politics, but presumably knows enough about actually, you know, working 10 hours a day on a business. So presumably once he gets there, he closes the door and he gets on with it. I expected his cabinet to be the people who knew how the whole machine worked and they, so he'd be able to basically be, you know, very sort of figurehead CEO, a lot more of the MBA kind of defer decisions mm. everywhere else, but be a great figurehead. And, you know, there are, there are things that I think he's done that I, like, I don't, I don't dislike his Cuba policy. I, um, I, I wouldn't have pulled all the way out of Paris, but I think Paris was, was a level of overcommitment that, um, you know, unless, you know, basically China could just keep polluting until 2030 and then at whatever its worst number in 2030 was, that's where it was going to turn it around. So there are some things that, that he's done that you think are good, so far, in the last six months. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, so to me, I've got to go, well, okay, mm. what's more important to me? Twitter, mm. the things he says on Twitter that annoy me and embarrass me as someone mm. who says, yeah, I'd vote for him. Yeah, I'd still vote for him. Or the decisions he's making. Now, I think I hate the Obamacare repeal, the way that it's being done. It's, uh, it is particularly nasty. And I think he's done a very bad job of sort of shepherding that through. And the, the issue is that in his first six months, you know, the good news for you is that um, we're, what, we're, we're one-eighth of the way through the presidency now. Um, you know, <sighs> six months in over four years, one-eighth down, seven-eighths to go. But look at how base we are. Mm. You know, well, the thing is he hasn't achieved anything through the parliament. I mean, that yeah. frustrates me deeply. Is that He's got both houses of parliament, but he can't shove through, you know, tax reform and other things because he, you know, Republicans are obsessed by this repeal Obamacare thing because it made them feel different mm. than than the Democrats. So, you know, it's, it is a weird thing where, as I said, look, as, as the father of a daughter, as a man who loves women, how can I tolerate that the President of the United States carries on like this? Well, I can't. But I've got to put all the emotion on one side and say, well, okay, do I have faith in the ability of the leader and the people around him to do enough of the things that I like? Yes. I'm, I'm still there. So let's talk about wrestling. Firstly, I want to know how you feel about that video being out there. How do you perceive it? Look, I, I, I think that it is a very ugly metaphor. I do not believe that it is a green light for somebody to go and physically assault the media. Um, will there be some deranged lunatic who tries to do that? Maybe. But there's you know the same deranged lunatic who shot up all those Republicans playing softball. Um, America is a country where, and hence why, the president shouldn't put yeah. stuff out into the market that can be misinterpreted by lunatics. Of course. Yeah, wrestling is a fantastically important way of understanding Trump. Okay, so how um, does Trump yeah. factor into wrestling? Because most people will not be aware of Trump's connection with wrestling. What actually is it? Yeah, so um, th- their biggest show of the year is a show called WrestleMania. It is their version of the Super Bowl, their version of the Grand Final. It is watched by millions of people around the world in in a hundred odd countries. Couldn't be a bigger event. Massive sort of Americana pop culture 
of it. In 1988 and 1989, uh, uh, Trump paid the World Wrestling Federation to host WrestleMania at his casino in Atlantic City. He's very close friends with the owner of the company, a guy called Vince McMahon, and his wife, uh, Linda McMahon, who had run for uh, Senate uh, in Connecticut a couple of times for Republican, is in Trump's cabinet as the small business minister. Now, since those two years when WrestleMania was physically held at a Trump event, of which Trump was part of the promotion, Trump is sitting in the front row, this is the Marla Maples days. Mm. He's come back in in and out of the storyline every now and then. So for people who don't understand how wrestling works, that there is a storyline, like it's not like wrestling in the Olympics where it's an actual normal sport. It's it's like theatre? Yeah, it's a soap opera. I mean, look, how do I put it? You know, it's it's a it's a soap opera with like imagine if you know Ridge actually punched someone. Like it's a soap opera. Ridge from Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's 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 fake storylines, fake confrontations um, that always culminate in a physical fight. Mm-hmm. So, in so fast forward to WrestleMania twenty three which was only about 10 years ago, Mm. Uh, Vince McMahon, who was previously a behind-the-scenes character, became an on-screen character as this really evil billionaire. So there ended up being a fight between between a proxy for Vince and a proxy for Donald Trump. So Donald Trump is going to take down uh, Vince McMahon in a battle of the hair. When you say a proxy, because, you mean actual wrestlers that were representing each of them and then they were in the audience yeah. as if they were having a fight with each other. Correct. And the stakes of the match was yeah. hair versus hair. So right. so because what, what Vince McMahon does is Vince McMahon every year at WrestleMania doesn't just want wrestling fans to watch it. He wants it to jump into entertainment tonight, into extra, into all the, the clickbait okay, magazines. Yep. So if you put a celebrity in, in, in the storyline, then all of these non-traditional places will cover it. So that was Donald Trump for a few years. Correct. So it was Trump in 88 and 89 when wrestling was super hot. And mm. it was Trump in, you know, as I said, about, about 10 years ago. And again, worldwide massive coverage. So apart from anything else, he's been exposed to a group of people mm. who traditionally politicians wouldn't deal with. Secondly... How would you describe the audience for wrestling and the following of wrestling? Working class white men? Yeah. I mean, look, it it is the demographic of who voted for him. It's the flyover states. It's the forgotten people. It's Mm -hmm. all all of the cliches of deplorable and Mm. all the rest of it. The types of people who um, are a little bit sheepish about saying that they still watch wrestling because it's something Mm. you should only be obsessed with as a kid. As a boy, yeah. I'm obsessed with it now, but I watch it a lot. Yeah. So, it's your guilty pleasure, like like girls watch Real Housewives. Correct, hundred percent. Yeah, it's your Real Housewives. So, I can get it in those terms. Yep. Yeah, correct. So, so, so the character that has been presented is this braggadocious, you know, equal of the greatest villain in the history of wrestling. Mm. Uh, he's the good guy to Vince's bad guy, and so mm. on top of that, Trump has been so. So, you've got to think about how Trump has how Trump built his his profile. He built his profile as a swaggering bloke who, you know, loved, you know, betting very attractive women, mm. who was a billionaire, who changed the skyline of the biggest city in the world. It's all glamour. It's all pizzazz. It's all bullshit. 
Um, Money power. So when he was over, firing people, correct. The Apprentice. Yeah. 100%. And we remember, he didn't just fire people. Very famous people sat opposite him and, mm. and groveled for his approval. Mm. So eventually what built up in the in the culture, for him to be able to use as a launching pad. So, like, he's not president because he went on WrestleMania, but the reason those people who probably wouldn't vote looked at him for the first time was because he he gave them a bit of attention. And as, as this book that you're talking about uh, focuses on, you know, the language of wrestling, the, the, tell me the, the a bit, straw a little man bit about that. of your opponents. Tell me about well, the straw man and tell me about the language. So the nicknames like Little Marco, Crooked Hillary, you know, correct. Low Energy yeah, Jeb. Exactly. Is that a wrestler? Yeah, Are they wrestling things? Well, yeah, absolutely. So say, uh, you know, a good guy, there's a, 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 um, a, a real-life man called Lanny Paffo. Now, Lanny Paffo's performance name was Randy Savage. And because he wanted to be an alpha male, he called himself Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. Um, there was a bad guy who was a guy by the name of Ted DiBiase, and he was a guy who uh, who you know used to dress in very flashy suits and used to used to get off on you know um, bribing people, and he was a bad bad guy. That was well, his character. Was, what was he called? So he was uh, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, where everyone has a price, was right. the, the thing he always would say. So it's like reducing so, people to catchy, um, either demeaning or, um, you know, big noting nicknames like Hulk Hogan or Andre the Giant. It could also be, I don't know, what are some of the negative ones? I'm just trying to go through some of the baddies, actually. I'm just trying to think. So there's, you know, the bad guys have, over the years have been people like, you know, The Undertaker. Or I'm trying to give some of the, the bad personalities okay. so that have been there. So it's quite cartoonish, and that's the way oh. Trump characterises all his opponents in this. He'll give them a, a demeaning nickname, which is really easy to remember, straight away characterises them. Yeah, but also think about, think about you know, if I'm listening now, you know, think about a public figure who you really detest, like straight away think of them. And if you had to draw them as a cartoon for the paper tomorrow, you know, their lips would be a little bit bigger, their you know, knuckles would drag a little bit lower. You know, you, you create this, mm. this over-the-top caricature of someone's personality. Mm. So Trump was able to work out that, you know, crooked Hillary. So crooked Hillary means, hang mm. on, you know, this woman has been under some sort of investigation for 20-something years. Um, yeah, she's, you know, she's, she's, yeah, sure, she was Secretary of State, but while she was Secretary of State, Bill was racking up millions of dollars in donations for that, that dodgy foundation. So, so there's, there's, a, there's some truth in it. There's some truth in it, like little Marco. He's quite small in stature, but the little says so much more. And Crooked Hillary oh. says so much more than just, you know, Correct. she's dishonest. And so, so Lion Ted. So uh, there's a great docker around at the moment called Pac-Man. Just played at the, the, the film festival, the one lefty thing I do every year. And I just wear a beret for two weeks and watch uh, international <laughs> films. It's very exciting. Um, I feel very superior. While you sip your anyway. soy latte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it, they had this thing about how um, Ted Cruz, on the night of the Iowa primary, um, told all of the Ben Carson voters that Ben Carson was about to drop out of the the race. Now, he was never going to drop out of the race. So when that scandal came out, Trump was able to call Ted Cruz Lion Ted because he tells lies about Ben Carson. Mm. But 
eventually once the once the the, the muscle memory is lion Ted, well, it's very hard to convince someone you're not lion Ted if the way they're introduced to you is it's lion that Ted. a liar. Yeah, same as if you call someone a racist or a homophobe. It's then incumbent on them to prove that they're not. Yeah, how, how do you prove? If you today on this podcast right now went on a, a two minute rant where you called me all of those things, mm. how could I possibly disprove you? Mm. And that's that's how Trump works as well as don't forget in, in the age of Twitter, where Twitter has reduced everything. From the meal that you had last night to, you know, the movie you saw on the weekend. To your opinion on Syria. Well, correct. Because basically everything is two sentences. Mm. So it has to be, Mia Freeman is the greatest person I've ever met in the world. Or Paul Murray is the most nasty. Mm. So so the extremes. So so if you play to, so if you and 140 characters can say Lion Ted, Crooked Hillary, if you can turn these people into caricatures by using the worst parts of their proven personality Mm. and put it into a forum of very simple, aggressive expression in a culture that's so ADD, it ain't funny, Mm. then this speaks to some people. And and it turns them into villains. Yeah. So then when the campaign was over and he no longer had those, first in the primaries his adversaries were Lion Ted, Little Marco, etc. Then his adversary became Crooked Hillary. Then he won. So you would think he would then, we or everyone expected him to change and he doesn't have to fight anyone anymore. He's got the job for four years and because the American political system is different to the Australian one, there's not a single opposition leader who's after him the whole time who's like his, his sort of contemporary. Um, so is that where the media's come in, that he's needed an enemy to fight? He doesn't have anyone running against him, so he's had to make it the media? Is that why he's become obsessed with the media and this idea of villi- you know, vilifying them? 100%. Well, for two, for two reasons. One, he always needs to have someone to fight against. And, mm. you know, there are lots of people that are like that who are, you know, they might be incredible athletes. The reason they get up at three o'clock every morning is because they have to defeat this bogeyman or they have to overcome something nasty their father said to them. You know, that's always a motivation. But for Trump, there's this double motivation where uh, he needs somebody to fight against. But also, if CNN, for whatever reason, was able to find the smoking gun and the evidence Mm. of collusion or a crime or a sexual assault or, or the worst possible news any president would be afraid of, well, if you've spent 18 months saying that they're full of shit... And if you've been able to prove, as the Veritas people did, that there are people in an organization of thousands of people who are dodgy, then you're able to discredit the allegations that they will make about you. So it's a fight for today, and it's an insurance policy against tomorrow. Exactly. So he basically, he bolsters the supportive media, like Fox News and Breitbart, and he... um, vilifies the the media who are critical of, of him and calls them fake news so that it means that anything they find in the future, he's undermined their credibility. That's the plan, right? Oh, 100%. That's, 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 and, 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 it's genius. And, you know, that, yo, absolutely. So this is my thing. So by the way, I just, I just want to say this, is that in case anyone thinks I'm, I'm flipping or you're flipping me here, mm. <laughs> is that um, you know, all of those tactics that I said about him and wrestling and how he learned and how he campaigned, mm. it's all completely legitimate because I think they're all full of shit. I think the ones who try to pretend, mm. hey, we're going to, you know, land a man on the moon and solve cancer and feed, mm. you know, third world. I think it's all bullshit to make it. It's all about motivating you to give them unlimited power. And the strength of Trump 
by by tweeting early in the morning means he he, he dominated the morning news cycle. The 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 characterization of people meant he could belittle their opponents, and by saying there's these greater forces you need to fight against, like the media, you motivate your base. But I agree with you. Once you become the president, mm. there are all of these things that we assume are the unsaid rules of the game. And the problem with that, though, is they're firstly unsaid to a guy mm. who's only been a citizen, not a participant. Secondly, if you won by, by doing the exact opposite of what everyone says are the established rules, yeah. why the hell would you change? How much, Paul, do you think is deliberate and how much do you think is that he is just an impetuous, impulsive child i think when the hit is very low and very hard like megan brzezinski's yeah face do you think that was deliberate 100 percent. i think that was a deliberate mm. distraction from the washington post story the day uh so so the, the white house was given heads up on the day before a story came out that basically proved mike Flynn, the former national security advisor, mm. was very close to the Russian collusion stuff. Mm. But nobody talked about that because he punches out this tweet and everyone runs over to, to deal with the easy, the black and white, yeah. the caricature, the caricature of evil president and, and you know, wronged. So we're playing woman, into his hands. We're playing into his hands, 100%. but how can we ignore it? Well, this is the thing. You have to make a decision. I mean, I believe that the opponents of Trump need to focus on what he is doing, not who he is. Um, because to those who are opponents of Trump, it has been well established who he is. How many more examples do you need of who he is to not like him, to detest him, to find him all of the words that you would say about him? So, so, so focus on the detail. Mm. Focus on, you know, this is what he's doing. Just so you know, this is what he's doing. But the truth is, mm. for all of us, you know, we are all attracted to the things that symbolise a fight. I feel like I've learnt so much. Can we check in again soon? <laughs> Anytime. See ya. I'm trying to come up with a great wrestling name for you, but the, oh, yeah. I'll come up with What's one for you next time. <laughs> okay. See ya. <laughs> Marvellous Mia Freeman. Let's just go with that. You're too kind. I'll see ya. Bye. <laughs> Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au.